Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and I'm joined by my co-host, David Porter. David, thank you for joining me. Thanks, man. This is, uh, I'm excited for this. I'm ready to get into this one. This is going to be fun. Mm, fun. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, fun. What to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot for us to talk about. I'll tell you what. We are going to jump right into it, just like you said. The Hawks, the University of Iowa Hawkeyes, our alma mater, our favorite team in college football, have gone seven and five. And this, and in this special edition of Hawk Talk, we will be talking a bit about bold possibilities. Talk a little bit about um, what uh, what this Hawkeye team has to go through in preparation, and we will also get into. Some transfers in the transfer portal because uh, it is active, and we'll jump into that in a bit. But uh, first, David, seven and five Hawks find themselves in a, in a eh, interesting situation, all things considered, because um, we, as we know, it's been an up and down year, and there have been a number of things that have played into the season. You know, they're coming off of their the loss to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And uh, it's been, you know, we talked about a lot of things throughout this year. Talked about a lot of things. One of the things that you left off with in our last episode was uh, the the Hawks' offensive rankings and where they overall just where they where they land uh, near the bottom uh, in the country in terms of total offensive output. And, um, you know, one of the things we got to really got to address here is just where do these guys go from here, right? You're coming off of a uh, up and down season um, and you play your way through some difficulties, some, 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 you know, just like any other football season, there's always ups and downs, but you play yourself through some of these things. And so now you're here at the, at the end of the season and now you're trying to figure out where you're going to end up being. Right, David, because bowl season is upon us. Well, will be upon us here soon after um, the Big Ten title game, which we know will be played between the Michigan Wolverines on the east side and representing the west are the Purdue Boilermakers. So um, first, let's jump into what we think about what we talked a lot about your take on the season. Right? We talked a lot about that, but. Uh, now that we've had a couple of days to kind of go by, where are we with this thing, man? In terms of uh, where are the Hawks? Where is this team? You know, we've had a number of injuries. We saw Alex Padilla go out. No, we didn't. We saw Alex Padilla come in, I'm sorry, uh, yep. to 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 take over for Spencer Petrus, who went out with an injury. We also saw uh, in the week prior um, Sam Laporta, went down with a knee injury. So some key key players, key cogs to this uh, to this wind-up clock that will not be, well, we don't know Spencer's situation, but we have to definitely plan for that. And, and that has to lead me directly into the talk about the transfer portal because how can I talk about Spencer Petrus uh, and, and if he's not available without talking about his backup, Alex Padilla, who came in and played decently well against Nebraska, but opted to enter the transfer portal and forego the bowl game, uh, the season-ending bowl game for 2022. Um, first, are you surprised by that? And then second, uh, 
what do you think is going to happen with this uh, with this transfer portal, uh, particularly with these student athletes, considering considering some of the successes that we've seen on other teams and considering that we've seen players leave and find success like we like Charlie Jones, uh, who left University of Iowa and found himself at Purdue with um, somebody who was familiar with him and gave him plenty of opportunities to make plays. And he did that very thing numerous times throughout the season. And, um, you know, he's he's definitely somebody who I'm sure some of these guys on this roster right now look at and say uh, he has a lot of success. Perhaps I can go elsewhere and have some success. Yeah, the, there you. Wow, you said a lot right there. That's a lot to unpack. So let, let's uh, let's. You came in big old elephant. Let me just go ahead and take it piece by piece. Charlie Jones. I want to work backwards. Uh, Charlie Jones going to Purdue and doing what he did there. That um, he's the first team All Big Ten. In my opinion, I think he should have been received the top receiver in the Big Ten for this year. Uh, he did a tremendous job over there at Purdue. He um, now they're going to be playing in the Big Ten Championship. This will be the second year for him doing that. Last year with Iowa, this year with Purdue. And uh, he's done a tremendous job. And again, with his success that he's had after leaving the University of Iowa uh, and that offense that we have and going to Purdue and being as productive as he has been, um, I, you're going to see more and more guys, just my estimation, it's a copycat thing. So if he did it, why not me? And that would be the question I'm asking myself if I'm that kid or if I'm those kids sitting in those, those seats. Because when we were playing, sound like that old man again, back in our day, but when we were playing, it was different, right? If you uh, left to go someplace, you lost a year. Um, it was a lot more uh, difficult to make those moves. Now these guys move around and uh, they do not lose a year. I mean, we talked, you talked about Alex Padilla. Uh, he entered the transfer portal. Um, so he is, um, he's gone too, but he's still going to maintain two years of his eligibility. He has two more years to play. Uh, and to go, uh, from what I saw against Nebraska when he came in for Spencer, uh, he did a pretty decent job out there. And I think that uh, given the opportunity, maybe in a different system, different scheme, uh, maybe different weapons around him, uh, especially with the offense, offensive line. Um, I think he's going to prove that he can do quite well. He was a really good uh, quarterback when he came in. That's why Iowa, Iowa recruited him. And uh, he's going to go someplace else, wherever he goes. I wish him well. Uh, I think his skills are actually going to come through. They're going to flourish. Uh, he's a mobile quarterback. He's dual threat. He's not as tall as Spencer, doesn't have those um, innate uh, skills as far as the height and the arm strength, uh, or I should say the big arm. He's just, his arm's plenty strong, so I'll throw some things on a rope. Um, but uh, he's not the prototypical, but for what other teams may be looking for, he may be exactly the fit they need, right? Uh, we've had over the past uh, year or so, uh, quite a number of guys enter the transfer portal, uh, which is kind of, just say kind of, I think that's a big issue of why this offense performed so the way it performed this year, uh, throughout the entire year. 
you know, losing Sam Laporta and uh, Monty Potabom at the end of the year, that definitely hurt. Uh, but, you know, this has been a slow matriculation of people, uh, I should say, a slow leakage of skilled pl players uh, over the last 12, 13 months now that have really got us to where we are. And we're starting to see more people um, enter that transfer portal. I think right now there are quite a number of um, not only just Hawks that are entering the transfer portal, but kids and you know student athletes all around the country that are doing that. All right. So the transfer portal is a good thing in that hey, we can start to address some of the needs on offense um, as far as like the position, the guys that are going to be out there on the field, the student athletes. Um, you know, we still have the big thing we need to address. We'll get to that soon enough. But um, the the season being seven and five, it you know we said this last episode. It feels like a letdown, uh, especially since we controlled our destiny and just one win, especially over Nebraska. Nebraska was three and eight at that time. Uh, would send us to the Big Ten championship again uh, for the second year in a row. That would have been amazing. Uh, we just came out and we were flat. Uh, Sam not being there, Monty not being there, maybe we missed some leadership on the offensive side of the ball that we are used to having. But, um, you know, just kind of fell flat on that. We, we have um, a lot of things to work on on the offense. And this transfer portal, if used properly, can actually really be effective at helping us um, you know, we'll call it get better exponentially. You know, Michigan did it uh, last year. Their, I believe their center that they have right now, he's a transfer. He came in, uh, it was a graduate transfer. But uh, starting for them at center right now, uh, I believe he was maybe a finalist for the best center in the country. But he's a really good example of that. And Michigan has done a really good job of using the portal. Uh, I wish that we had done that earlier, but we are where we are right now. Um, you now we're behind the, we're behind uh, quite a bit with using that portal. Yeah, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yes, I would say so. And there have been a number of guys that have taken advantage of it to find themselves somewhere somewhere that they feel like is a better home for them. Going back to um, our boy, Charlie Jones, I just want to make sure I made mention to this on the, on the season. He had um, 97 receptions for 1199 yards and 12 touchdowns. And yeah, it made me think about something because, you know, I was all time single season record holder, Kevin Casper uh, in 2000. He had a pretty good season as well, but he had 1,010 yards and seven receiving touchdowns. So um, Charlie Jones had himself a year. Uh, we could have definitely used him on our side of the ball. Uh, I should uh, on our team. That would have been helpful. We could have used those statistics for our for our our team. But it's what it is. It's what it is. Um, you made mention. We talked a bunch about the uh, the transfer portal and some of the guys that um, obviously are going to make themselves available for that. And, you know, unfortunately, David, I would have to say that um, there might be more than we know of currently that will um, 
that will opt for that opportunity, all things considered. Uh, this offense has did not put up staggering numbers, as we both know. This is uh, this year has been tremendously off year offensively for this Hawkeye offense. So it wouldn't be surprising to see a number, a few more guys decide to take themselves, uh, take the opportunities and take their talents elsewhere. It wouldn't be surprising to me, you know, but uh, it also David, does lead me to another thing. If Spencer Petrus is injured and cannot play in the bowl game and now Alex Padilla opting to transfer the Hawks are left with two freshmen to actually take snaps. Uh, Joe Labas is a redshirt freshman out of Brexville, Ohio. Uh, he's a 6'4", 207-pound uh, young guy. And then uh, the other guy is uh, Carson May. He's another 6'4", 221-pounder uh, out of Jones, Oklahoma. So behind Spencer, now that Alex is transferring, uh, there is literally two freshmen that have not taken any snaps whatsoever. Add to the fact that, you know, they're going to be playing in the bowl game. Uh, well, before that, though, I mean, before we even talk about that, talk about the preparation that these young guys will have the opportunity for. I mean, bowl season is really one of those times where coaches really take advantage of the um, of the time, get a bunch of practices in, and really try to uh, – to, to, to get basically another camp in during uh, during that preparation, which this is really a way for a lot of the teams that are, are successful over time to find more success because they have those practices amongst each other. Um, but how will those young guys get themselves prepared or how will Kirk get those young guys prepared if they have to play in the bowl game, which we still don't know, David, what, what that will be. Um, before before the loss against Nebraska, uh, the bowl formerly known as the Outback Bowl, which is now the ReliQuest Bowl, was probably one of the ones that uh, was highly favored for them to to land in. But now now that's in jeopardy. Um, I also see that the Music City Bowl in Nashville, Tennessee, is a possibility for the Hawks Pinstripe Bowl, which they went to a couple of years ago in, in the New York in New York City played at um, legendary Yankees stadium. Uh, that was, that's a very likely, uh, it's a very likely chance. Duke's Mayo bowl, which is played here in my backyard in Charlotte, North Carolina. That would be all right. I wouldn't mind going there. I wouldn't mind that at all. The guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, Arizona is, uh, is another one. So we'll see, you know, but how does bowl prep prepare these young freshmen to uh, possibly get an opportunity if, if Spencer is not available. Well, like you said, it's kind of like a new camp, right? For, it's, a, it's an extra camp for these guys. Uh, and as coaches, they're going to use it as such to get more reps in, uh, you know, ones on ones, ones, ones versus twos, and get more of that going. Get some of the younger guys more practice reps. You know, the guys that have been playing all year long, uh, you kind of know what you're going to get with them. Your, your job there is really to do no harm. Uh, and really keep their skills sharp. Um, I, some of these guys, um, we're, we're dealing with two freshmen, um, <laughs> two freshman quarterbacks that are really going to need some reps, some quality reps with the uh, ones and twos, mainly with the ones. Um, you know, if Spencer is not able to go, 
And you know, with that said, you're going to be pairing them, and I'm hoping we have a pretty good understanding of who is uh, the ranking. Like, how's that go? I know we talked about that. I should say we. Kirk talked about that midway through the season, about having it ranked. Uh, it was Spencer, Alex, and I forgot the other guy behind him. Uh, but he had, I think he had a pr pretty clear in his mind uh, the ranking of the quarterbacks. So getting that, uh, those reps in uh, is really going to be paramount, for, especially for this offense. Uh, Monty Potterbaum, uh, he's hurt. I'm not sure what's going on with him. Uh, and Sam, you know, Luke Lachey did a really good job filling in for him. But uh, it's a whole different uh, workload when you're in there by yourself. So we'll see what's happening with him, see if he's able to come back and play as well. The um, uh, It's going to be really crucial uh, that we get more reps for that offensive line. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pass blocking. And really, the pass blocking isn't necessarily that they need to go against the defense. They need to work on their own techniques. Most of the errors that I saw that they were making, were just technique errors on their own. Uh, very yeah, rarely uh, were the mistakes where they uh, were just flat out beaten by the other guy. Like the guy did like a move that was like a counter move and it was like this. It wasn't wasn't a lot of that. A lot of the errors that the offense line make were their own technique errors and they gave it up to the other team. So uh, the coaches are gonna be able to use this time, as we said, and I hope they use it effectively to get these guys the reps that they need and work on uh, the issues that they've had, I'm going to call it year long, all year long. You know, the tackles, opening up the gate, giving up the inside, dealing with the guy who was doing the dip and rip, you know, getting that going. Um, that's going to be a big deal. The, the defense and our special teams, <laughs> they are – I think our defense is phenomenal. I think they're better than they were last year. Um, you know, uh, Cooper being out, that really hurts. Uh, getting the his backup in there and getting him uh, some reps too so he doesn't get beat deep with a double move or, you know, he's not called for holding and we don't have to have Riley, like, you know, shadowing the guy. And we can get back to our core kind of defense. Those kind of things, those little things that make a big difference uh, during the game are the things that we're going to, I would say, this bowl preparation time is really going to help, and it'll pay dividends not just for the bowl this year, but going for next season, uh, next year. Um, if Petrus is not available to go, the expected starter will be um, Richard Freshman Joe LaBoss. Joe LaBoss. And he's never taken a college snap. Uh, he's a 6'4", six, 6'4", six, redshirt freshman, 207 pounds out of uh, Cleveland, out of the Cleveland, Ohio area. So. Okay. So we, we need the running game going. Uh, take some pressure off of him. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, you know, get that. We don't know where we're going for the bowl game. Like you said, we got a few options that – or, or we'll call viable options, right? So we, we, we'll see what happens with all of that. But the uh, running game in that offensive line, uh, we know we're going to go with the defense. Special teams are preset there. You know, the returning game, we need to figure out what's going on with that. 
but um, getting that running game going after hearing that, we're we're is going to be essential. And you know, Spencer getting him back healthy so he can get out there and sling that rock for us, uh, that would be great. But uh, if he's not there, and we're having to rely on a, a redshirt freshman that hasn't taken a snap in college. Um, you know, the um, running game has to get going. <laughs> It'd be really great to get that going, man. Um, absolutely, they're gonna they're gonna have to get the running game going because there's gonna be more uh, waves made before this game starts. Um, as the news came out today, uh, Keegan Johnson has also entered the transfer portal, so that's one less receiving rep weapon for whoever's at quarterback. Sam Laporta being out, Keegan Johnson being out. I don't see there. I don't think that that's going to be the end of the list. To be honest with you, I don't know if that's going to be the end of the list uh, prior to this bowl game. But um, it's uh, it's going to be big time news, and that's we'll, we'll probably dedicate the next show to the transfers, what they meant to Iowa, um, and what uh, what their decision to leave means for the program. So we'll see how this whole thing shakes out, man. But um, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I was go ahead. I was gonna say with the uh, the offense ranked where they're ranked. If you're on offense, I know you're a defensive guy, but if you're on offense, you have some eligibility left, and you have some skills, which is why you recruited. Are you staying? That's a tough one. I mean, you're hmm. right near the bottom of the barrel, and and. A, a certain a certain statistical category and nothing has been changed to make you feel like uh they're taking it seriously and, and want to make things happen differently um it's tough it's tough but uh, like you said if you have eligibility in, in today's college football you have the capability of taking your talents elsewhere and i don't fault them for it if they feel like that's the best decision for them you know because you know this is uh this is a short four or five, six year window that you have the opportunity to play collegiate football. And it's not fair to have to put all your cards in one deck. And if you don't feel like it's uh, something that's paying off for you, that you should have to ride it out. You know, that's what all of us as older players have had to do. You know, if, if a situation wasn't necessarily good for a lot of guys, they just kind of had to deal with it. And their college career was what it was, you know, but now, Guys can take their, their career in their own hands and treat it uh, much like in the NFL's free agency program and uh, find a school, so find an institution, find a, a football program that matches their talents, much like Charlie Jones did. You know, And uh, I don't know that it's going to end with Keegan Johnson. I don't know if it's going to end there. Um, but we'll obviously time will tell us. Time will tell us. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a... It's going to be a long off season, to say the least. It's going to be a long off season, and the off season has started. Even though we are in a bowl prep, I can't even say that bowl prep is here. <laughs> now, we'll see who ends up uh, playing for this this Hawkeye team because uh, they're they're from the sounds of it, from the looks of it, there are a lot of disgruntled players in that uh, locker room right now, and um, rightfully so. Guys got to make the, the best decision for themselves and their families. That's really what it turns out to be. 
2022 with the adoption of the NIL program, you just got to give give it to the fact that this is pretty much uh, one level down from professional sports and guys are taking full advantage of the new rules. And as much as it may suck for us who are diehard Hawk fans, you know, this is kind of a, it's kind of a difficult situation. And uh, what are you, what are you loyal to? Right, Dave, what are you, what are you loyal to? Because these coaches, they make a good amount of money. They oh, make dude. six, seven, six, seven figures. And, oh. and that's the coach, these young athletes. Uh, these young athletes don't make a quarter, don't make a tenth, don't make a hundredth of the amount of money that these coaches make. So I can't fault them for trying to think about themselves as being a um, their own independent franchise and trying to do what's best for themselves. Yeah. You know, if I'm a kid, I'm looking at this whole thing. And, uh, you know, I see that uh, I'll call the adults aren't being serious about uh, improving things. You know, I'm just going to go where the people are serious about improving things. It's, it's, it's going to be about money. Let it be about money. I'm going to go make my money where I can make it. Like you were saying, where it's going to turn. We've turned into this college thing with the NIL and the transfer portal has really changed college football into like a um, almost a minor league for um, the NFL. It's very similar rules, very similar setup. Uh, we just expanded to a, a 12 team playoff system for 2024, right? So that's going to triple the size of the uh, the playoff. Uh, you know, that that's really, we're following very much, very closely following suit with the NFL right now with that. Um, the big difference with this, um, in this very similar to the NBA in this regard, the kids kind of have a very good, um, we'll call it uh, position where they can choose where they're going to go. And these kids talk to each other, social media, uh, all sorts of ways in the back channels. So they'll call their friends and say, Hey, I'm going here. Much like what I would imagine Charlie Jones did with his his friend over at Purdue, where they knew each other and familiarity. They'll go back to that. That's what I would do if I were in this situation. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'm a rocket scientist or anything like that. It seems very simple. So if we're not going to be serious, uh, I, I, I fear is that you're right. There's going to be more. And uh, we'll see what happens. There will probably be uh, some big news coming out. We just don't know. Just have to wait and see. Mm, you're absolutely right. Gotta wait and see. Time mm -hmm. will be the teller of that. Uh, um, Jack Campbell, defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. Great accolade for that young man. Deserves it. No doubt. No doubt. He definitely deserves it. I also saw. Kayvon Merriweather has, um, I, I think he was uh, first team All-American Sporting News, first team All-American. And um, what else was that? Um, I forget what that was. But he's he's uh, he, he's got himself some accolades. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, like a Merton Hanks. Hmm. Mm -hmm. He's got that, those two. That defense this year, 
was amazing. And to have that kind of group there to, to do what they did, they scored. A lot of times, sometimes they out, they outscored the, the offense. That's amazing for a defense to do. It's not like they just did it this year. They did it last year, too. The second half of last year, we talked about They outscored the offense, they, them and the special teams. We had that for, I think, a couple games this year. So uh, that's a special defense there. And those guys on that side of the ball uh, and the special teams, they deserve a lot of accolades for what they did. I don't think people understand how hard and how difficult it is to do what they did for the season and all of last season too. Yeah. No question. No question. Um, and it was not easy, but they got it done and mm-hmm. played a tremendous role in doing so. And um, before I forget, 15 guys got uh, all big 10 honors. Uh, let's see who got here. Seth we got Joe Evans got second team. Um, Second team, all Big Ten. Let's see. Cooper DeGene. He's on this list of all Big Ten. Look at that. Yeah. Noah Shannon, Logan Lee, um, Captain Jack, uh, Kayvon Merriweather. Let's see. Uh, Riley Moss, Seth Benson, uh, just to name a few. These guys. These guys have done a tremendous job now all season. Let's see. Who else is on this list? We got the specialists. We got Tory Taylor, first team. Oh, uh, Drew Stevens, second team. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got some guys on offense. You know, that didn't have the, the stats, but we got some guys on offense. Caleb Johnson is an honorable mention. Um, let's see, yeah. Sam Laporta, of course, first team. Luke Lachey yeah. is also an honorable mention uh, guy in that regard too, man. So we are. Uh, some guys have made some plays throughout the year, man, and have uh, done done a tremendous job. Um, there was one other guy I want to make sure I make mention to this young man as well. Um, offensive lineman, um, Mason Richmond. He's also honorable mention, Big Ten. So uh, some guys that have some accolades, uh, well-deserving, and uh, all under all the, the circumstances, you know, getting themselves prepared for what's to be possibly – a difficult team, no matter what, no matter what the situation, uh, all things considered, trying to figure out this quarterback situation, trying to get that figured out heading into this bowl game. It's going to be exciting. Um, they're going to have to take a look at what the, what's what's to come um, because obviously uh, with the uh, with the movement of the quarterback position, um, got a couple of young guys to get opportunities. You know, it sucks that, uh, you know, some guys don't finish their finish the journey, you know, but um, hey, that's an opportunity for somebody else. It's just what you got to look at it as. And um, those two young men will get an opportunity and we'll see how things shake out. Good luck to 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 Spencer. Hopefully he can make it back. Hopefully he can get healthy and contribute in the bowl game. But if he cannot, then we'll see how things shake out. So, uh we will talk more, we'll get into more depth about uh, certain positions. I, I think we should get a little bit of a position breakdown before we get into uh, the bowl game once that's announced. But uh, we'll keep things we'll keep things rolling, keep this show going. So appreciate you all for joining us. Uh, this has been Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, joined by Dave Porter. 
Uh, thank you guys again for watching or listening or just being a part. Appreciate you all. Subscribe and uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys stay tuned, man. We're going to keep it going. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.